Gary, you founded the business in 1949. Fast forward to today, how has the business changed over the course of that 60 years? Well, we started as an apprentice. I'd had a five-year apprenticeship. And then uh, I'd had also, in that period, I'd had a building construction course and also done a staircase course. As soon as I finished my time, I went out contracting and then I was a building manager for quite a number of years and then always wanted to start my own business. Then we started our own business and uh, I can tell you, you're not born a volume builder. It takes a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication, application and a good family. And I was fortunate. I uh, had a son and uh, he always wanted to work with Dad. So uh, when he turned 15, I had a half a dozen carpenters working for me full time and we were building houses, but I went back into tools to teach my son how to work and the trade. I had three good carpenters, but they weren't very good workers. So I had good workers, but they were ordinary tradesmen. So I went back and taught him the way I wanted him to grow up as a tradesman. And uh, I was training a supervisor down the track. And then years later, he came out of his time and uh, then we made him the supervisor. And then uh, we started to get some volume as well. And uh, jumping forward many years, then we had a grandson and uh, he joined our company. And when my son joined it, we took another step forward. When my grandson joined, we took another leap forward. And today we're comfortable where we are, but we're not where we're going to be. We've still got a fair way to go. And let me tell you, it wasn't me that made Simmons. It wasn't my son. It wasn't my grandson. It was all the people that worked with us, not for us, with us over the last 60 years. Everyone contributed a little bit that has made us what we are today. So we're very comfortable where we are and when people come in and pay a deposit, we're very conscious that they're, they're, if you like, trusting their life savings with us for the next 20 years. So we take that very serious and we're very, like I said, we're very comfortable where we are, but we've still got a fair way to go and we should achieve that in another two or three years. Now, Gary, I understand the very first house you built was for your mother. Fast forward to today and the the group's completed over 45,000 homes. How do you think the approach to home building's changed over that 60 years that the company's been in business? I don't think the kids today realise just how good they got it because go back to uh, 49, there was no building wardrobes there was no alfrescos, there was no fiettas, uh, and they were all weatherboard homes. So uh, today, we don't move into a house unless we've got a wash machine, a dishwasher, a fiatta, an alfresco, and all the rest of it. Yeah. So uh, that's where it's changed today, and uh, I think the house of the future will change again. And how have you found the development sector in general has changed from when you first got into the business to today? The big change, of course, is the size of land. Years ago, the size of a block of land was 700 square metres. Today, it's around about... If you've got a 400-metre block, you've got a big block. Yeah. And they go down to 100, 150 sort of thing. So that's the big change in land. And, of course, land is so expensive, uh, the bigger you go, the more expensive it costs. 
And turning to yourself, Mark, tell us about your journey in, in joining the family business and was that always your plan growing up? Dad had been taking me to work since I was a baby and even in a bas bassinet. So that's how long I've been going to work with Dad. And I suppose what the best thing about that is, uh, apart from my Dad being my father, uh, we're always best, best mates. Wherever we went anywhere, anything that we did, of the journey of growing up from a child right through to starting work, we're always t t together doing certain things. And, uh, you know, once we started that, very important uh, thing, what Dad said before, first thing that he did is taught me how to work. If you can work, you can do anything. It's just the initial thing today of knowing how to work. Now, I think that's probably some of the problems that they've got uh, with kids who have done their university degrees, so forth and so forth. If you've got the aspect of work and with the education, you can be anything. But uh, back when we were, uh, you know, go back so many years ago, it wasn't um, a hell of a big thing to go to uni, but to today, it's a must. And what aspects of the business have you been involved in over your time? And, uh, and I guess, what's your role today as well? Yeah, look, I started from the grass, grassroots. Apprentice carpenter, worked, worked our way through as apprentice carpenter. Dad and myself worked together doing the frames and so forth. Um, Dad built a, a couple of display homes there. We used to uh, sit in them Saturdays and su Sundays. We used to sell them on the, on the weekend. Uh, Dad was in the office, I was outside. Dad ran the office, I ran outside. Between the two of us again, we were the perfect mates, couples, father, son, whatever you want to call it, but uh, we gave it our absolute utmost. And as time went on, we, um, we couldn't sit in all our displays, of course, because we built another set of displays. So we brought some agents on. When we brought the agents on, again, we spent more time in building more display homes. Building more display homes meant more work, uh, employed more supervisors. We used to run the supervisor, a very experienced supervisor that joined us many years ago that taught me a lot too of volume housing. And that's and, and at that stage, we were getting into volume housing. And I suppose we always had a bit of a flair of our houses being different. So it's, it's the smarts of building a, a, a volume house, but with top quality and the smarts. The smarts as in value for money. Not because they were, they were uh, a, a cheaper product in any shape or form, but the smarts were involved as when we used to design houses, we, we used to design the 300 centres. 300 centres is because we bought timber in 300 mul multiples. Even today, it's 3 metres, 3.3, 3.9, 4.2. So no matter what you buy, in the economies of scale, with materials, timber, plaster, you, you name it, it all comes back to those 300 multiples. So our houses were very efficient. And that's how come, I suppose, we virtually hit the market at the right time and they were priced well and we had a flair on design. We, we are Australia's most awarded builder out there, so we used to win all the awards. 
because our houses had that element of difference and uh, flair about them. And Rhett, as the youngest of the three, tell us about how you got involved in the business, what your role is today. Yeah, so look, growing up, it was sort of, uh, it was just, it was in me. You know, wanting to work with my father and grandfather, that's all I ever wanted to do. And I think it's sort of, you know, we saw that from, you know, my father wanting to join his father at work and me wanting to join my father and grandfather at work. Uh, so for me, it was just, um, um, it was nothing that I really thought about. It's just, just, just what it's just what we did it's just what we do so we're a family business and um it's just a it's just a natural thing so i went through the period of um of finishing high school um went and um, i spent six months out on the tools with uh, with some frame carpenters just learning a little bit about the trade but then my uh started university um and did a uh, did a three-year degree in commerce uh, but at the same time spending um six months in each different department throughout the organization um going through every department from cost accounting right the way through to super supervision through to um you know sales and marketing so um went right through the organization um, and then uh, and then landed in uh, you know probably my first my first real job in the uh, in the organization which was uh, the sale and the running of our real estate division um, so did that for a couple of years uh, and then we uh, then we ultimately I guess from from a I guess a younger person's perspective it was um, it was time to sort of just take a take a bit of a step back and have a look at what the industry was doing and how it was progressing um, and to have the experience and knowledge of both my father and grandfather beside me was, was unbelievable. Um, and then from there, uh, it was really about taking a, a look at the, um, I guess the sector and how it had developed over the, so many years. And we're finding that it was being sold the same way. And um, that's when we really made a move as an organisation into looking into other sales channels and how else can we, uh, can we grow and develop the business um, as opposed to just focusing on that, that retail um, display home uh, style selling. Uh, and that's when we progressed into, uh, into what we call wholesale or, or the investor market. Um, so we made, a, uh, we, made a, we made good inroads into, into that space. Um, and um, it's a space that, uh, that is still being uh, you know, heavily, uh, heavily utilised today in our business, but also in a lot of other volume houses and businesses as well. So we, uh, we certainly identified that opportunity and um, it's a big part of the market. And tell us about your day-to-day -day role in the business at the moment. Yeah, so, uh, so got a couple of hats at the moment. Um, so operate in our family office, um, which is, I guess, our overarching entity, um, which holds our investment across um, several different investments, um, most of them property focused, um, and then uh, also operationally day-to-day -day in the Simmons Homes business. Um, uh, so yeah, that's um, jumped in there with uh, our current CEO, uh, Kelvin Ryan. Um, so he's, uh, he's there day-to-day, uh, -day. Um, so we've jumped in to give him a bit of a hand uh, with what he does uh, operationally, um, and that's, um, that's been great too. So yeah, really enjoying that, so there's, uh, there's plenty going on. And open to any of you guys, what, what are your thoughts on the current housing market at the moment, and, and do you think enough's being done to open up supply? Look, we, we made a comment uh, eight months ago, come Christmas time, everything will be back to normal. The economists and anyone we spoke to said, no, it's going to be three years ago, it's going to be three years. I said, I can't see because the, uh, the interest rate is low and we've got strong employment. So, yeah, we, we geared ourselves to be prepared for it to be back to normal at Christmas time. And to be quite honest, 
that's as close as back to normal could ever be because I would never go straight back to the volume level, but normal. And we are very normal at the minute. And uh, what we're putting in place at this very moment, uh, we expect to escalate uh, and expect this year, I'm like making a big statement, I think this year will be our big year. And that's, that's 100% right, you know what I mean? It is, the business is there. It's, it's whether you've got the right product out there to meet all, all markets. Um, on, our, on our family office, we've got the, the press, prestige range. The prestige range, we've got uh, four or five of this particular house, as you see here, selling for around $15 million. We've got one in Hopeton, which is 20 plus. We've got another one in Bel Air, which is um, 13. Another one in um, Belfour, which is about the same money. Now, that's how confident we are within the market of investing all of this into the prestige range around Turak area. That's one arm that, we've, that we do have. Like Rhett was saying, you know, the family office, that's another division that we've got. In the volume housing, again, uh, no different than what that, that said. It's the jobs are out there, the work's there. And what led to sort of exploring the, the Simmons Prestige brand or what led to that opportunity? Well, we always um, had a flair for upmarket housing. Our um, separate divisions that we have within the Simmons Homes range, uh, we always, we're always the first ones with everything. We're the first ones on Butler's Pantries, the first one on, on um, uh, swim pools uh, with sand in them. We, we used to build our display homes like resorts. Uh, vaulted ceilings, uh, niches in walls. Yeah, I can go on and on. So, well, let's put all that to, together in the prestige range, which you would see around this house. We're all like that, yeah. Absolutely, and I believe in 2014, the, the company listed on the stock exchange became a, a public company. How different do you think it is running a, a public company as opposed to when it was a private company? Well, when it first started, uh, we weren't happy with it, but... Uh, we did have a change of uh, board members and a CEO, and uh, we're very confident we're going forward now. Mm. Very confident. Yeah, absolutely echo my grandfather's thoughts there, but um, fundamentally it was a bit of a shift in our thinking as a family too, to go through that process of, a, of an IPO or a public listing. Um, and, and the prime purposes uh, for that was really probably draw the line in the sand. We found ourselves becoming, or we were a family owned and ran building company that was becoming quite diverse with other interests. Um, so the, the, the prime purpose behind the IPO was to, um, was to float Simmons Homes being the, uh, the public listed volume building company um, and it also allowed us to set up our family office which is Simmons Consolidated um, and fundamentally that's the family office that um, like I said before that's the over overarching entity um, that holds our interests in a myriad of different investments across you know different sectors whether it be you know property construction, um, development, um, education, finance, so on and so forth. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that's the process we went through. Um, as my grandfather touched on, um, from a Simmons Homes perspective, um, it wasn't uh, it probably wasn't 
ultimately by design at the beginning, but uh, we had a few hiccups, but um, we've overcome them and um, onwards and upwards. And what positives do you think have, uh, have come from, from being a public company? Oh, look, there's, there's, there's positives and negatives for everything that you do. Certainly a positive that's come out of it is that we've been able to draw the line in the sand and, and have that formation of our family office, yep. okay, which allows us to keep our diversified interest and investments separate to the building company. Um, so that's, that, that's a real positive. Um, and then I guess from a, from a Simmons Homes perspective, um, just to have the, I mean, we've always had it, but to have the level of reporting and due diligence and everything that you have to go through as a public company, um, it, it just, I guess it just echoes our beliefs as a family on how you how you run structure and coordinate a business of that size um, because when you are public everything's on full display it's full disclosure um, and and we love the ability to be able to provide that so I was actually on the uh, Simmons homes website this morning I noticed you've got a, a portal called my Simmons how has technology changed the way that you guys do business particularly from a buyer perspective yeah look it's, it's changed the landscape so my Simmons ultimately allows the customer to jump online and actually progress or follow the progress um, of their of their home that they're, they're building with Simmons. And so, I mean, as we're all aware, you know, technology is an evolving thing in, in commerce today. Um, and for, from our perspective, um, in the volume building space, it's um, it's something that's a, you know such a traditional method of you know bricks and mortar um, has certainly been enhanced by the I guess the tech that has come into into play in our space, especially um, along the lines of like my Simmons, where it allows the the client to watch the progress of their home and, and the process um, and the journey that they jump on board with us. They uh, allows them to monitor that from, from start to finish, um, but also from you know, everything from construction scheduling um, right the way through to, you know, um, you know uh, congruency in you know, accounting methods and everything. Um, technology's come a long way in our space um, and it continues to evolve too. So um, we're, we're certainly um, we're, we're certainly early adopters of it and we, um, we, we, we encourage it. And when you're working with buyers, do you find that they're a lot more discerning now than they were, say, a decade or two decades ago? Oh, absolutely. But see, this is where Rhett was just talking about then, about the My Simmons. Again, we were first with, with that. So we like to stay ahead of the pack. We like to keep on reinventing ourselves of what's new, what is the client look, looking for, and we'd like to think that we can keep in front there. Um, and not get com com complacent with some of the things that every, every day life's about. So we'd like to stay in front. And just to add to that though, you know, to the question, you know, tech has certainly allowed the customer, um, you know, uh, a much, you know, broader um, education process when they come to, you know, look into you know, purchasing a home or paying a deposit on a home, um, the ability for them to be able to research it. They, they come to us um, and if we're lucky enough to be able to build a home for them, um, they're well and truly researched um, before they even enter our display centres or, or talk to one of our sales staff. Um, yeah, so, so through technology, it's enabled the purchaser um, to become extremely well versed and extremely well educated um, on what they're getting themselves into. The group had terrific results, I think, last year when you, when you last reported. How do you see the sectors of, say, affordable housing moving forward? Is that something you guys sort of have a, a plan to move into at some stage down the track? I suppose, I suppose we're lucky in some ways because I'm a very conservative person. I'm very conscious on cash flows and finance and stuff like that. Whereas my son, he's, he's brilliant at uh, the... Uh, 
decking out of displays and make them look better than anyone else's displays. So he's very good at that. And then Rhett comes in with the uh, latest technology on computers and the systems that are available to owners today. So we have it covered in some ways going forward. So, uh, yeah, like I said before, we're very confident going forward with what we've got planned for next year, or this year now, uh, yeah. So with the, with the whole housing affordability piece too, I mean, it is a, it's a major um, issue facing um, yeah, all Australians, all young Australians that are trying to get into houses. Um, so back to your question, um, as a family, um, we absolutely believe in the, in the process of making it uh, easier for young Australians to get into homes. And it's something that my grandfather has, has, has touched on and almost built, built the, the business around is, you know, uh, he uses the expression to put kids into homes. Um, and that's, that's fundamentally, um, it's a real issue at the moment um, based on where housing affordability sits on a, on a national scale. And um, also, with, with that, we're saying that, don't lose sight of the fact what Dad said earlier on. The our clients are trusting us with their life savings, which we don't take lightly. That is absolutely huge, that someone would give us their life savings and we invest that for them and we, we give them a home. That's, what, that's what's important to us, including and, young and Australians. the other thing is, we recognise when I was an apprentice, I was finished my time at 19, I started at 14, five years, I was out of my time. Pachi started at 15, he was out of his time at 19 because it became a four-year apprenticeship. We had an opportunity to save our deposit by, we were 23, 24. The kids today go to uni or school until they're 20, 22 in some cases. They've got no chance of saving a deposit today until they're probably 30 years of age or more. So we were desperately looking for something to get these kids into a house. They're educated, they're qualified to get a good job with good money. They could afford and service alone, but they had no deposit. Yeah. So this is where we went out and got that low deposit for them. Moving into the housing industry itself, what do you think are the, the challenges at the moment? Obviously there's been a lot of other home builders that have gone under. What do you think are the big challenges and I guess how has uh, Simmons Homes managed to last for so long? Well I suppose it's like anything, it's common sense to be quite honest. Uh, and common sense, what Dad just said before, understanding cash, cash flows, understanding fashion within housing. So in doing your homework of really realising what people really want out, out there. Um, so it's, it's, it's pretty simple, to be quite honest. Uh, it's just understanding your business. Look, we don't know anything else apart from bu building. What do we do? Much as we're a diverse, diversified family with different uh, businesses we have. But if you ask Dad or myself, what do, what do we do? We're, we're builders and we're, and we're carpenters. So we know how to build houses. I was going to ask yourself, Rhett, what do you think, I mean, the business is, is operating in multiple states right across Australia. Are the fundamentals the same in all of the states that you move into or that you're working in, or are there some subtle differences in...? Yeah, the, operationally, the fundamentals are, are pretty much the same. Where it, where it differs, and this is where, you know, Dad has a tremendous influence throughout the organisation, is around look, style and feel. I mean, each one, you know, they're in... Uh, they're in 
different uh, geographical locations, they've got different climates, they've got different requirements. Um, so based on that, yeah, you do have to be conscious of, of the different markets. Um, is, it, is it huge? No, I mean, it's not black and white, um, but, but there, are, there are subtle differences um, that absolutely have to be accommodated because you can't take a Victorian product and park it up on the Gold Coast um, because it's just not gonna work. Um, so that's um, so it's certainly a factor that we, uh, we're always taking into consideration, especially under the design and uh, the design process phase. And have you found uh, being able to absorb the, the rise in, in construction costs? How do you sort of factor that in into the business? Again, we, we get back, like I said earlier on, about the smarts. We try and absorb most of, of it there, just getting smarter with, with the way that we build, build houses. Um, you know, let's be honest, the, 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 the young kids can only borrow so much, they've only got an amount. The amount is, is always the amount. Yeah. Now it's up to us to get smarter how we meet that amount with quality and, diff and fashion and different things like, like that. We're just, we're just getting smarter yeah. and different pro products that we use too. And have the materials changed as well or the oh, process of house building? Absolutely. Materials are changing every day. Every day they're, they're changing, and uh, uh, no matter which sector of the of the house, everything has changed. Yeah. I guess one final question for each of you: Where do you see the future of the company in in the medium to long term? Starting with yourself, Gary. I got to be careful because I might say I know we're bragging or something like that. So I just got to be careful what I do say. But uh, we're, I'm 85 and uh, I'm as keen as mustard to get the next two years out of the way because we're going to kick some gold to the next two years. We really are. We're very confident. Uh, my grandson is entrepreneurial. My son is very good at designing houses that people want. I could design a house I want, you could design a house you want, but he's got to design a house that people will want, people will like, people can afford, and at the end of the day, people will buy. So it's a big ask to design a house to suit all that criteria. But th that, that's where it is, and uh, he's doing it pretty good. And uh, we're pretty happy with where we're going. And Brett, like I said, is entrepreneurial. I'm in the background, conservative, worried about this and worried about that. But uh, at the end of the day, it's a good combination. It's a pretty sim sim simple question. Putting more happy clients in the homes. That's all we want to do. And we've got to meet market requirements, like I said, and people's desires and needs. You know, how many children they've got. Uh, where, where do they work? What do they do? You know, it's the old story. When a, a, someone comes home from work, virtually, how can you call that house home? How they call that house home is when you come in the front door, where you take your shoes off, where you take your jacket off, how do I get changed here? How do, it's just a flow. So that's how we, we, we don't build houses, we build homes. And that's what we'd like to think, that we'll build more homes and most people and have more happier clients out there in the years to come. And Rhett, finally with yourself. Yeah, so um, I guess from a macro approach, sort of looking at our organisation as a whole, um, so to the question, um, you know, from a family office perspective, a Simmons Consolidator perspective, we see that continuing to look for the, you know, the right investments in the right sectors. Um, again, 
80% of what we do is property focused. Um, um, it's just got some sort of it's got some sort of property spin on it somehow. So uh, we'll continue to grow that part of our organisation again with Simmons Consolida being the overarching entity that uh, looks for the right investments and, and then manages those investments. So that will continue to do what it does and continue to grow. From a public company Simmons Homes perspective, um, again, to, to both my father's and grandfather's points, you know, we've got to be conscious of what we say there, um, but we're, we're very positive. In fact, we're really positive on, um, on where we can take that in the next sort of 18 months to two years. Um, we've gone through a, uh, through a, a strong cycle in the Australian residential housing um, sector in the last you know, six or seven years. Um, we have seen it slow uh, a little bit in the last sort of 12 months. Uh, but we're very confident where uh, not only the sector's going, but more importantly where we're going as an organisation. Um, we're a good brand, we're a strong brand, um, and you know there's, uh, there's three generations with a ton of experience tied in with, my grandfather touched on it before, all of the fantastic people that work with us, because um, we're nothing without them. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, it's those individuals that will continue to grow Simmons, and, um, and we look forward to joining them on that journey. Well, guys, all the best for the future. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having us.